It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Daniil and Dalvin on the way out. Who are the five biggest stars left on the Vikings roster? Luke Inman and I rank them coming up next. This is Minnesota Sports Rankum, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. It's the show that settles debates and starts new ones. It's Minnesota Sports Rankum on Locked On Sports Minnesota. I'm Sam Ekstrom, part of the Ron Johnson Show and the Minnesota Football Party. On those shows, we will be breaking down the latest news in the last 24 hours, rumors of a Daniil Hunter trade, and basically an official confirmation that Dalvin Cook is going to be either traded or released by Friday. So he's gone. Daniil might be gone. The Vikings are left almost starless after a busy offseason of shedding cap space, shedding veterans. Luke Inman is here to help me rank the top five Viking stars left on the roster. He's at Luke underscore Spinman on Twitter, and he writes the NFL Draft Buzz newsletter. Man, big news, Luke, and the Vikings seem to be almost really in rebuild mode now with this latest development. They're dropping like flies, Sam. Kendricks, Thielen, Zadarius, Pat P. Now Delvin Cook today. That's just this year alone. Last year was guys like Anthony Barr, Tyler Conklin, Mac Alexander, Everson Griffin. The list goes on and on. You said it. Quasi is clearly trying to hit the reset button on this roster, clean up the mess left behind from Rick Spielman in that regime. And I think until we find out which guys step up and become the new core pieces of this nucleus from these last two draft classes under Quasi and KOC, the current roster certainly feels like it's lacking the star power and talent we've gotten used to under all those years with Spielman and Zimmer. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait to find out your top five star players on the Vikings roster in your list. This episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more at fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. And you can find our full breakdown of the Dalvin Cook and Daniil Hunter news on the Minnesota Football Party, which is right here on YouTube, Locked On Sports Minnesota, or free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Luke, what do you say we do something a little different? Why don't we start with one and work our way down to five? Just because I think we kind of know who number one is, I think that it's actually more suspenseful to hold kind of the later guys until later in the show. What do you think? Let's do it, especially with this list. Let's run it, Sam. I mean, do we even need to say much here? I'll kick it off. Number one, Mm. Justin Jefferson. Everyone knows all the stats by now. We thought it would be decades and decades before anyone came here to Minnesota and broke all these Randy Moss records. But sure enough, JJ comes in these first three years, torches them all, multiple Pro Bowls already, a couple All-Pros, and kind of like another guy on my list at number two, I won't say his name, the fact that JJ turns 24 just in the next few days. It's absolutely wild in its own right. And the projection, especially under Kevin O'Connell in this offense, is downright scary to think about. Clearly the new face of not only this franchise, but this guy, Justin Jefferson, he's one of the faces of the entire NFL. When you think about the global impact he's had on fans of the game around the entire world. So number one with a bullet, Justin Jefferson. And, you know, barring something freaky or fluky, Sam, 
I think it's going to stay that way for a long, long time. Yeah, I do wonder how Justin Jefferson views this rebuild. Mm-hmm. I imagine that a, a good GM and coach would be in touch with him and kind of, you know, making sure that he's okay with all of this and making sure that he feels heard and and supported as they go through this reset of the roster. I don't think it will affect their their long-term contract negotiations, but Luke, the guy doesn't have a weakness. I think and we've been saying that for a while, like even as a rookie, we looked at him and we looked at Diggs and we said we'd rather have this guy. Like there's there's really nothing that he can't do. Deep ball, intermediate, short, contested. He's got run after the catch. He's very durable, never missed a game. He's good off the field, says the right things. He team, teammates like him. Like what's not to like about Justin Jefferson? He is the definition of a superstar. Um, he's not just a star. He's a superstar, and he's the easy choice for number one. And Luke, let how me many ask more? you this, Sam. Yeah, what's the, what was the most surprising part of his game when you finally got to see him in action? Remember, Zimmer didn't start him the first two weeks, but just over those first 10, 15 games, you knew he was good. He was a first-round pick, won the college championship at LSU, but what was the most surprising part of his game when you first actually got to lay eyes on him? Yeah, I think – because again, that was the so that was pandemic um, off season, right? Where we didn't, it wasn't a traditional training camp. They did have practices though, and he was not that impressive in practice. Like he was kind of flying under the radar. He didn't do anything to turn heads and didn't win the job. BC Johnson like won that job, and I and I honestly, a lot of people, me included, supported that decision because um, we thought BC outplayed him in camp, which was crazy. And then, so for him to come on in that first game against Tennessee and just show what he showed, the hands, the run after catch, the toughness, I think the toughness has been the most impressive part. His ability to muscle his way through defenders, hang on to the ball in impossible situations, that to me has been the X factor that separates him from the rest. Just his ability to haul in passes that 99% of receivers could not get. Yeah, he comes out six foot one, under 200 pounds. Everybody says he's a slot receiver because that's where he played at LSU. The stereotype quickly became he's this smaller, quicker, shiftier, kind of like a Cooper Cup kind of guy at his best, right? Like Amari Cooper. Anything but the case, Sam. I mean, yes, he can do that, but his jump ball and contested catch rate over all three seasons, has absolutely blown me away. He was good at it in college, although he wasn't targeted on those 50-50 jump balls deep downfield quite as much. But his ability to go up and get it, play above the rim, talk about that toughness and just being able to find a way to come down with the ball, that has surprised me so much and such a special part of his game. I don't think a lot of people really thought that we were going to get when we drafted Justin Jefferson in the first round. Uh, and you just got to caution people too. eventually there will be a plateau. Like I think we, we assume he's invincible, that he's just going to keep improving his stats year over year over year. At some point, he's got a plateau with this thing. I don't know if there's much more room for him to to get better, but hey, he's proved us wrong the last two years. 1800 plus yards last year. Can he go for 2000 in uh, in 2023? All right, let's go to the more suspenseful part of the list. Number two on your list, Luke. 
Yeah, it was during joint practices with the 49ers last year. Someone from NFL Network, can't remember exactly who, started talking about this man looks like the next coming of Trent Williams. And even though it seemed like the unrealistic expectations we were setting, he reached that point, he hit that bar, and more. Christian Derrissaw, one of the rare left tackles in the league, you can leave out on an island and just trust he's going to get the job done. And he did. He has time and time again. I get it. Number two on my list, a left tackle. What? Not a sexy position. Not the typical superstar players you find on the offensive line. But this man is quickly becoming arguably the best left tackle in football before our very eyes. And the craziest part about it, like I mentioned with Justin Jefferson, this guy just turned 24 years old. So if he stays on this same path, the trajectory right now where we're headed, there's no telling just how much more dominant he could become than he already is. Christian Derrissaw, number two on my superstar list. It's a good number two. Um, I'm, I'm giving a little weight to positional value. Which is um, fair. In, in this one. And hey, left tackle, super important. But nothing's more important than the quarterback position. And even though Kirk Cousins is arguably, you know, anywhere from eighth on the high end to 14th on the low end at his position, I think that I got to put him number two on my list because he is so polarizing and so vital to the Minnesota Vikings' success. Um, when you've got a guy who, you know, a- as a Viking now, that record, Luke, which for so long we were complaining, he's a 500 quarterback. That's all he is. That record's looking a little better now. 46-33-1. and one. It's not too bad. Um, as a Viking, he's thrown 153 touchdowns and 50 interceptions. Just on, on like quantity of production alone, Kirk Cousins has to be high on my list. Uh, he is the most important piece that's going to lead this team to victories this year. He's going to have to carry a lackluster defense that may not have Daniil Hunter. I think Kirk is my number two, and he and Justin Jefferson, the number one, are going to have to be in lockstep for this season to go well. Yeah, I'm not far behind you. Number three on my list. Say what you want about Kirk. I know there's plenty of people on the fence. But this man just puts up numbers, big numbers year in and year out. And he's about as consistent as they come for such a vital, such an important position on the field. Not just consistent with the stats, but the fact this man never misses any games, I think, goes highly under the radar. I get it. You mentioned it. He's not in the group of elites, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jacksons, etc. He doesn't stock up the highlight reel every week with game-changing plays, but I think he's proven now, especially under KOC, he separated himself from the middle of the pack guys where the conversation took place over the last two off seasons, guys like Derek Carr and Jimmy G. And when it comes to the Vikings roster, he's most definitely in this top three when it comes to the biggest superstars we have here in Minnesota. Before I give you my number three, a reminder that we are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. You can make a fast break to the NBA Finals at FanDuel. Last night, Nuggets covering by a long shot. Nikola Jokic puts up a 30-20-10 game. Are you joking me? No pun intended. Uh, Make every moment more at FanDuel. It's the best place to bet the finals, whether that's NBA or Stanley Cup. And they've got great promotions there, including the No Sweat First Bet for new customers up to $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's up from 1000 
$2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. They've got that and many great promotions at the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is very secure, very safe, and very easy to use. And when you win, you get paid instantly. No waiting. No better place to bet the playoffs than at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Check it out. Get started. Get that no sweat first bet and bet the playoffs at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Number three for me, Luke Inman, it's got to be Harrison Smith. Now the longest tenured Viking, he's got to be looking around and saying, do I recognize anybody left? Hello? 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 Anyone here? Um, Everybody's gone except Harrison Smith, uh, who goes back to 2012. He's got 34 interceptions, 16.5 sacks. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Not five, six Pro Bowls and an All-Pro to his name. Um, He's going to be one of the top 12 Vikings of all time when it's all said and done. I mean, maybe maybe I'm uh, putting him too high in the list, but uh, it's especially for post-Purple People Leader days, there aren't many defensive players that are going to be as decorated as Harrison Smith. So he's my number three guy. I'm right there with you, Sam. Great minds think alike. Number four on my list was Harrison Smith. People have been trying to write this guy off the minute he turned 30 years old. I swear it. And all he does year after year just keeps showing up, just keeps balling out. No matter the coach, no matter the scheme, no matter the talent around him, no matter the situation, this guy is just one of the most professional stand-up guys this franchise has ever had. And you're right. He will go down as one of the best Viking defenders of all times, which speaks volumes, obviously, coming from the Aaron franchise that the Vikings defenses have put up over the last four or five decades. So uh, six-time Pro Bowler, you mentioned that already. He enters his 12th season now. I cannot wait to see how Brian Flores deploys him, maybe down in the box a little bit more, more as a linebacker, blitzing the quarterback, because I think this man can still produce at an extremely high level, even at his age of 34. And if we've learned one thing by now here, Sam, don't bet against this man. Until he shows some signs of slowing down, I think he'll be the same old Harry the Hitman that we've grown to love. Absolute heat-seeking missile, by the way. Some of the best big hits you'll find from a safety over the past decade. So the highlight reels certainly help his case on this list as well. So did Andrew Sandejo, too, his buddy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Andrew Sandejo, big hits. I still come across that video on, uh, on I'll, YouTube. I'll never forget Harrison's rookie year. Calvin Johnson, known as a superstar in the league at the time, going over the middle in the end zone, about a 25-yard pass. Harrison Smith, this young rookie from Notre Dame, lights him up, just pops him, clean hit, shoulder to the stomach, and knocks Calvin out of the game. Right there, everybody looked around and knew, this Harrison Smith dude, he can play. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, 12 years later, the guy's done nothing but ball out. Yeah, absolutely stud. Superstar, got to be on the top five list for sure. Yeah, he showed it right away as a rookie, and he really hasn't let up too much. Uh, All right, number four on my list, it's Brian O'Neill, an underrated player in the league, I think. Someone who's maybe never been considered a top tackle, but every single year. Top five, you know, top, top, definitely top 10, maybe top five at his position every single year. Um, just consistent. And until that injury that he suffered uh, with the Achilles or the avulsion fracture, 
really hadn't missed any time. Over 1,000 snaps four years in a row until last year. Over 5,000 snaps in his career. Uh, He's never allowed more than 31 pressures in a season since his rookie year. So in the last four years, only six sacks allowed. And that's like 60 games-ish, 65 games. Unbelievably consistent player, leader on that offensive line. Key piece of this offense, Brian O'Neill, number four. Yeah, really good one. Number five on my list, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, you think about this Quasi era here, no matter what happens from here on out, I think we look back on this era and say the move to trade for TJ Hawkinson was going to be one of his best and brightest Quasi ever made during his tenure here to trade up for an up-and-coming tight end of his caliber. A guy who was drafted in the top 10 for a reason, coming out of Iowa, maybe wasn't used properly in Detroit for just a second-round pick and some change. That was an absolute game changer for this offense and helped this team rally back in a lot of close games last year. Clearly the number two passing weapon on this offense. He's clearly one of the top five tight ends in the league. And the scary part is he's only going to get better. The fact that he jumped in during the middle of the season and put up the stats and production he did, mind-blowing, that was unheard of. Having a full offseason to digest the playbook, the verbiage, it's going to help him cement his place, I think, as one of the most premium tight ends in the NFL. And it won't be long here, Sam, too, when guys like Travis Kels, for example, start to get a little bit long in the tooth. All of a sudden, a guy like TJ Hawkinson enters that top three discussion for best tight ends in the NFL. Yeah, Detroit's got to be kicking themselves. For, for making that trade, I think. I just think, think if, if they'd known that they were going to do what they did last year and, and be kind of on the brink of being an NFC North contender, I don't know if they make that trade. Yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah, you got a second-round pick, but TJ Hawkinson's worth a second-round pick for sure. But um, TJ Hawkinson really only existed in Detroit when Detroit was kind of a fledgling clown show. Um, and when he joined a Vikings team with a much more you know, ingrained kind of offensive identity and talent. Look at what happened. Look at how he blossomed with Justin Jefferson taking away attention, Adam Thielen taking away attention, getting a lot of single coverage, and look at what happened. Um, I think he's my number five guy as well. TJ Hawkinson rounds out my list. The, uh, the possibilities are so salivating. Well, with what they can do with him for years to come, I would imagine they find an extension here at some point. Uh, Christian Derrissaw getting my honorable mention. I know he was your number two guy. Give me one more year. Give me one more year of elite play, and then he's on the list for sure. Maybe I'm a little bit spooked by the Matt Khalil era where he showed it early and then disappeared. Um, I think Derrissaw is better than that. I think he's going to be great, but let's see it one more year, and then he's in my top five. And I think that's fair, too. Remember that first year and a half, he struggled with some injuries. Remember that abdominal injury really lingered. I've got another offensive lineman in my honorable mention, Brian O'Neill, super underrated player in the league. I don't think he gets talked about enough in that top five, top ten for right tackles. Again, like Derrissaw, Tough to know how high to rank these guys playing such an unsexy position, but he needs to be mentioned for me. The clear leader, the captain, the veteran of this offensive line, again, doesn't get as much love as he probably deserves, like a lot of offensive linemen. But I think the real fans, the true Vikings fans here in Minnesota, know just how good this guy has been. And hopefully, knock on wood, he comes back fully healthy off that Achilles injury. 
Those are the lists. Let us know what you think in the comments section here on YouTube and subscribe as well. We would really appreciate that here on Minnesota Sports Rankum. We're going to go record a reaction on the Minnesota football party to this Dalvin Cook breaking news. We'll also get into the Daniil Hunter breaking news. It's a big day. Ron Johnson joins as well, so look for that on Locked On Sports Minnesota. That's Luke Inman. I'm Sam Ekstrom. The show that settles debates and starts new ones. We'll be back next week on the uh, Locked On Sports Minnesota. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.